Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 105. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It is Eric Cacciatore. This is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry. And you know how we do it by listening to the stories and taking the advice from some of the industry's most successful restaurant professionals. It's Thursday. And that means it's Authority Thursday. I have a great one for you today. We're talking to an expert on social media, but not just any social media expert, an expert with a focus on independently owned restaurants. So I'm really excited about this. The interview kind of just rolled. We didn't have a plan. And uh, what we decided to talk about, what we ended up talking about was basically just, uh, you know, what to do if you're going to outsource. If you've been thinking about outsourcing your social media, like what do you need to know? How should you look at it? How should you approach it? And some of the things you need to be careful about if you do. Uh, so it's really valuable stuff. And uh, we also just pick up some tricks of the trade along the way too and how to use Facebook and, and Twitter correctly and effectively. Uh, and today's guest, he kind of he came to me by chance, if you will. Uh, I was searching to try to find someone to be our authority on social media. And the person I wound up finding... You know, he told me maybe that he wasn't the right person and uh, he connected me with the right person. So, I mean, it all worked out and typically I don't get anyone on the show unless a past guest referred them. But in this circumstance, because it was completely objective and the person who did refer this person to me had nothing to gain through that referral, I brought him on the show and I couldn't be happier because he just knocks it out of the park. You're going to love him. So that's all I have to say. With that, we're going to hit play and uh, sit back and enjoy these social media bombs of knowledge. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Jim Traster. Jim, how are you today? Excellent, excellent. Yourself today? Man, I am incredible and I cannot wait for you to drop some huge social media (laughs) bombs of knowledge on us. Are you ready to do that? Ready to do that? Hey, first, congrats on going over a hundred podcasts. On I noticed that as I was doing some research on you. That's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It, it was a lot of fun. I had a mini celebration by myself. Uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. But okay, well, uh, let me introduce you, and then we'll, I'll pass it back over to you to kind of get the big picture of what's going on. So, uh, Jim has been working in the hospitality industry since the age of sixteen. He's done every job from dishwasher to short order cook to management to national level positions with multi-billion dollar public companies. He's received a BA in hotel restaurant administration and has an MBA in technology management. As a very successful sales builder, Jim has been asked to present for the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation at the NRA show, fast service conferences, and in university classrooms. 
Additionally, Jim now runs the hotel and restaurant program at a local community college. On top of all of this, he's the founder of HospitalityFan.com, where they manage social media for indie restaurants day in and day out across the nation. I mean, Jim, this is just a really broad overview of who you are and what you're doing. I'm going to pass it over to you now to give us the full serving of what you got going on. Yeah, so the way I got into this industry, actually, instead of starting at 16, I actually got started at 15. I had a, uh, I came from a working-class family, and in our house, um, we started working in third grade delivering newspapers when newspapers used to be delivered. So as soon as I could get out of that job, um, the first job I got actually was at Wendy's Hamburgers at 15 and a half. Um, loved that job. Um, eventually, I had to leave that job. I actually was doing it under the table, but um, my dad didn't mind. I didn't mind. I was making some cash. Moved on to IHOP, was washing dishes, and I'll never forget one of the owners by the name of Mark Levine. He was up in um, the inventory area. I was grabbing some um, chocolate chips. Used to come in ten, number 10 cans at that time um, and brought, bring them down to the kitchen for the cooks. And he, he says, Jim, what are you doing? I'm saying, I'm getting these cans for the guys. And um, I had a question for Mr. Levine. I said, Mr. Levine, what's the reason that everything comes in such big boxes? Now, remind you, I was only 16. And um, he says, what do you think? And I said, right away, just instinctively, I said, well, it must be cheaper and, um, to buy it in this um, size. And he says, you know what? You got a mind for this business. And, you know, at 15 and a half or 16 <laughs> years old, I was very impressionable. And I thought of Mr. Levine like a god at that time. And um, from then on out, I've been fascinated by the business. And what I find most fascinating about the business is, you know, I teach still today at the university twice a week. That's and what awesome. I still love about it is just the complexity of the business, how everything is is totally related, right? It's very complex business, and that's something I did not realize until actually I was getting my hotel degree, just how everything's much more complex than you ever could imagine, even in a place like McDonald's. But the listeners who are, who are listening to this podcast are well aware of it, and I've always found that fascinating. There's so much to learn from as well, too. So um, that's pretty much the short story about being the business and still attached to it today. Um, as you know, with Hospitality Fan, we're serving independent restaurants every single day doing their social media day in and day out. Yeah, it's awesome. And I have had the time to look at your website. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about that as interview goes. But, man, from your introduction, from what you had to say, I love how you, you mentioned your boss when you were a kid said, you know, you just have a, a, a knack for this kid. Like, you're a natural. And I, I, I believe that <laughs> full-heartedly. Like, either you're cut out for this industry or you're not. Like, it's one of those yeah. things where, like, this industry, like, you don't choose it. It chooses you. And it takes a special, you know, breed of cut from a certain cloth and uh i in the short time i have known you jim you are definitely one of those people for sure i agree with that guy you're awesome and uh i mean that's all i have to say i mean i won't blow a wind up your skirt anymore i mean <laughs> you're just a cool dude but um you're funny <laughs> so uh before we dive into this interview i just want to have you share with us a success quote or mantra yeah so first of all when you ask that the first thing that goes to my mind isn't a mantra, even though I'll share one, and it just really has changed my work ethic, my my way I carry myself through the day. Is I have a 10-year-old son, so I don't think about the mantra as much as I'm trying to think about what's the example I want to set for my son, and his name is Lewis. So I think even as I'm saying this to you, I'm getting like, you know, goosebumps and things like that, thinking even as I'm sharing with you, am I talking about myself, and how do I want to relate <laughs> 
my you're going to give me goosebumps if you keep talking like I'm this. I'm always thinking about that. <laughs> and that's, I've learned years ago that, you know, if you want to be motivated, don't do things just for yourself. Think about somebody else that's important in your life. And for me, my most important person um, in my life is my son and setting the example for him. So that's the first thing really is what motivates me when I don't feel like getting up or, or getting rid of an employee, whatever it is, or stretching myself as I think about my son. Um, from a mantra standpoint, I would have to go back to somebody who's very famous in the 80s and 90s in the restaurant business. Um, his name is Don. He's still alive. His name is Donald Smith, known as the coach. If you, anybody loves him up, he's actually the original pioneer of what's referred to as menu engineering um, in the business. And what he shared with me when we were doing a run back in college, he says, it's so easy to be great, son, because there's so little competition. I mm. didn't understand what he meant by that. And um, so I asked him about that. Still didn't sink in, but as I got into the industry and now owning my own business, I get what he meant. What he meant is most people are going to quit. Most people are going to give up even before they get started, mm-hmm. right? And when they fight to find the road bumps, they're going to give up. They're going to complain, point the finger other ways. And um, I would agree he's exactly right. That's even what we found even with our own business. Awesome. are just dropping out over time. So awesome. that's my answer to you. If you want to be motivated, you know, don't focus on yourself so much, but find somebody else who's important in your life. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's my son. Awesome. Without question. I love I it. Tell and, you if I can, I mean, so what I wrote down when you said that is uh, not for you, but for others. And uh, yep. that's what I heard. And in that, I think that is so powerful because this industry is all about others. We don't do what we do for ourselves. We do it because I mean, the, the successful restaurant professionals, everything they do is service leadership. They're always thinking about others first. And it's it really what it comes down to is what can you do for your community? What can you do for your customers? It's all about them. Yep. You exist for them. And I think that, I mean, that was so powerful for me. Uh, and both Thank quotes you. were great, but yeah, so, um, awesome stuff. But I'd like to add to that, if you don't mind. Um, I also, I, I still do believe something's got to be in it for yourself, right? There's got to be, like, if I just picked any kid mm-hmm. that wasn't my son, I mean, how powerful would that be? Yeah. For me, be thinking, oh, I need to set the example for my community. Well, it's not quite as powerful as me thinking about my son, Louie, you know, every day. So I, I believe there's got to be some kind of connection that's important for you. I don't want to just be serving anybody. There's certain populations I want to serve, and I think about who do I want to serve. Even with my clients, we're very choosy with our clients because mm-hmm. we do a lot of work pro bono for them to help them get started. And um, no, I don't want to just be doing that for anybody. I don't have enough. I don't have enough energy to do it for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I get a certain joy out of the people who are committed to giving back as well, too. Yeah, so, yeah I, I just like to share that perspective. <laughs> My gut instinct. I think I might have already mentioned this once when uh, I, you know, when I came to you to have you on the show. I, I mean, we had the opportunity to talk for almost forty-five minutes before you came on the show, and I usually put together a like a script, not a script, but like a rough template, so we have a direction to go in. And with Jim, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Like, I know this. Like, we just resonate, and I. I'm proving myself right because on my computer, um, I have written not for you in big words. And that's because I want to remind I do this because I know that your advice and the advice of all my past guests are helping so many people. And that's when I want to stop. I see that on my computer and I say, it's, it's not for me. I like to serve other people. Like that's what makes me happy. And, uh, I mean, I, I, my gut, was steering me in the right direction and uh i'm happy we decided to shoot from the hip on this one so uh <laughs> so in case you guys are wondering this isn't going to be the traditional uh, interview this is kind of this is going to be a, one of our authority thursdays and um i feel like you know i want to talk about for me and i think what will provide value to the listeners is uh when i first started this show uh jim i started asking questions about 
no, social media. I wanted this to be a resource people would go to to learn more about social media, listening from <laughs> restaurant owners. But the truth is, none of the answers were great. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> or it was the same answer over and over again. You yep. know, like use pictures, engage, ask questions, respond, <laughs> uh, like all those things that are just really common right. sense. And that told me yep. two things, Jim. One is that um, it's not good content because people aren't going to want to hear the same thing over and over again. And two, that there is a need for people in this industry to get some help and to seek out yep. advice because we're so far behind. It's crazy. And this, that's why I get excited when I meet people like you <laughs> who are going to help us with it. So, I mean, what, yep. what do you have to say about that? Yeah. So the first thing that goes to my mind as you're talking is what I share in all the seminars and whenever I'm doing orientation, I still orientate all our employees today before I hand them over to our trainer is I share with them what you do offline you do online. Mm-hmm. And so one of the biggest mistakes that folks make out there from my perspective is thinking that this is about the technology. Mm-hmm. It's not about, I almost used death bomb, but we're not that comfortable yet. It's not about the <laughs> technology. It's as easy it's as building relationships. If, if you get out of control, Jim, I'll just put a little explicit on iTunes and we'll be, we'll be okay. safe. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. Uh, no I come from a military family. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry so, yeah. So, you know, it's not about the technology. We do offline, we do online. So at the majority of my seminars, it's business owners, and the majority of those folks are 45 and older, and they think that they need a younger person to have their nephew or niece do the social media or a younger employee. That's the worst thing you can possibly do. And here's the reason is that you, as the owner of that business, you have all the skills and maturity to understand um, how to build personal relationships. That's mm-hmm. why you're a piece of why you're in the business. That's why people are coming back to your business. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing in your restaurant every single day is exactly what you need to do online. And I want to share with you, if you're listening to this, is that people don't care, as you know, when you come into the restaurant and your, your shirt's untucked, if you're the sweetest and nicest person at all. Mm-hmm. We all have had service experiences like that from the unkept server that might be even elderly or handicapped that they're just have a huge heart, yeah. huge heart. And that's the same thing to be shared in the world of social media. And that's what's missing. And that's the biggest oversight. So as I share with everybody who's listening, if they're independent restaurant chairs, is you already have the skill set to do it. It's not about the technology. Yeah. It's not about the technology. And uh, if you guys at home, you can hear me clicking around and tapping right now. This is my first, like, improv episode. So you're, um, <laughs> you might hear some stuff. And do you mind if I interrupt real quick, Jim? I just want to, like, no. point – I just want to point out something. Uh, you know, so apologize for all the clicks, but I tweeted today because I'm reading The Soul of a Chef. And uh, a lot of that book is about Chef uh, – what was it? Michael Simon. Sorry of Lola out in Cleveland and this is a quote from that book all that matters is that you felt good the instant you walked through the doors yep. that's a quote from the book talking about it's not a, him saying you know it, they're talking about food and how I mean Chef Simon's an incredible chef and they but what makes him successful is how much energy and how happy it is or how, how how happy he is to be in his restaurant and how happy he makes his guests. Um, and he's great. And, I mean, there's no secret that he's done amazing things with his career. But that just goes to show, I mean, it's not just with social media and, and, and the food. Or it's not just with the food but in, in social media. But it's also just that that saying, it's, you know, all, matter, all that matters is that you felt good the instant you walked through the door. So no matter what oh, yeah. you're doing with social media, right, like, it doesn't matter yeah. as long as you're doing the, the job right inside the restaurant. 
Yeah, so what, what, what doesn't matter is, well, I want to make my point clear, it's not about the technology. And let me use an example that I share with the majority of clients are, have been around before Microsoft Excel, believe it or not. And I discovered, started using Microsoft Excel back in 1997. I'll okay. never forget going to my mentor in the industry and I said, oh, man, inventory is so much more effective, da 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 yeah. bragging about it. And he says, why? I said, because of Excel. He says, well, how's it being calculated any different? And it wasn't being calculated any different. It's the same process to take mm-hmm. inventory, you add this, input this, and you come up with this number. It's no different in the world of social media from the standpoint what you do offline, the build relationships, you do online mm-hmm. as well, too. Absolutely. Um, and um, I often say on the show, and when I first started, um, I didn't really know what direction I was going in. I just knew I wanted to start a podcast to help restaurant professionals. And I wanted, like I said, to have that resource for social media too. But then I slowly started to realize that the first thing that you need to get down is yourself. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as great restaurants. There's only great people in restaurants. And mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why I focus more on the personal growth because in order to be to have a great social media, you need to be able to tell a good story because that's all social media is. And you need to be a great story and you need to like have those stories to have, tell and to have that, you know, that engagement with your guests in house and that relationship with your staff in house. And you, you literally need to be a great story. Um, and I, that, that's my personal belief. Um, and if you take that energy away from trying to be great on the inside, like you mentioned, you know, it's not about what you do on the outside. It's about what you do on the inside. If you focus too much, on social media, it might take away from that ability to be yep. great. What do you think about that? Yeah, so let me throw this out to you. What I, I was just sharing with a, a new person who's hired for marketing with a client that's been with us for a year and a half is this. is um, There's a direct correlation between what we can do in the world of social media and how well your restaurant's operating. I've proven that mm-hmm. um, with chains that we've had up. Or, and no matter which account manager I put on that particular client's Twitter account, we just can't make it happen mm-hmm. like the other units in that chain. So first of all, most people are looking for a usual silver bullet with marketing and with social media in this case. And we are not a silver bullet. We are just one more layer on mm-hmm. upon the greatness that you're doing. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to take a look at a, a great Facebook page out there of all places, it's a specialty um, meat butcher called Hershey Specialty Meats in Plano, Texas. He has some of the best service that I've ever seen in the country of a retail operation. His Facebook page is off the charts, <laughs> off the charts. We are not doing anything really the tackler and following all the guidelines that you hear from consultants out there. But it's just a reflection of what's happening in operations. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to go back to something you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about it's about telling the story. I would say in the world of Facebook, it's about telling the story. But in the world of Twitter, we approach it very differently. Okay. And the way we approach it on Twitter, we look at that as building a one-on-one relationship with somebody who's actually been at the restaurant or could be in the restaurant. So 85% of our tweets, Eric, are actually targeted to individuals, and we, we actually, that's our standard. Whereas the majority of people on Twitter, um, what I've seen is um, I've never seen higher than 16% engagement from independent restaurants in this country. What does that mean? There's over 500 million tweets a day. So who's looking for your tweets if you're just putting status updates out there and telling your story? Nobody is, mm-hmm. as I say, unless you're LeBron James, Lady Gaga, or Justin Bieber. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And so it's really important to us that we have targeted tweets out there to individuals. So on the world of Twitter, it's about two things, acquiring new guests and retaining guests mm-hmm. that drive sales. 
in the world of Facebook, the way we look at it, it's about telling the story, as you shared a minute ago. A little, little different perspective. It's not the only one out there, but we find that's what works to drive sales. And everything we do in this industry, it's always about the guests, right? It's always about the guests. And we're, like even in your personal relationships, uh, the people who have great friends are the people who make it about their friends, you know, who, yes, who want to be there for their friends and focus on not yourself, but on your friend. Yep. It's the same thing, like in social media, if you make it about your guests, your, you know, your yep. followers, and you are interested in them, you, I mean, they're going to be more interested in you. And that's kind of yeah. what I'm hearing from you right now. You got it. You know, I share with my students that if you want to get a job, do the opposite of what mm-hmm. career counseling is telling you. Talk about yourself and your strong points. If you want to be interesting, be interested. You know, mm-hmm. going in and asking questions, the same thing in the world of social media as well, too. You know, rather than talking about yourself, nobody really cares. That's just a reality unless you're LeBron James or Lady Gaga out there, right? Yeah. If you're an independent restaurant, the reality is you know, people just don't want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and talking about yourself. That's just the reality. It's and that's true. how we're all built as human beings. And that's where I go back to saying what you do offline, you do online. In the independent restaurant space, the people operate in that segment are the best at doing that in their four walls. Uh, I, no, I, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely dead on, and uh, it's funny that you you say what you, you're saying because I did have written down. Um, I mean, have you ever had somebody approach you, a client, say to you, you know, I just want to forget about social media. Can you do that for me? So you mean have it off their plate? I, I need feel, a little more clarity. On yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like I, I feel like a lot of people they see they look at outsourcing social media yep. so they can forget about it so they can just yeah oh entirely you know, lock it away and put that on autopilot and say now i can just do my thing uh what what no do you question. have to say about that yeah so two things go through my mind um, eric number one is um, let me share with you 70 percent of our clients this last year came from clients that already were doing social media internally or had a third-party vendor like us mm-hmm. um and as a result they were not following up. And I'm going to give you a crazy example. Um, I'm not going to tell you who. It's a huge, huge um, company that does social media. We had testimonials out there. I knew I was going to be uh, we're competing with them for a client. Long story short, I, I called up their testimonials. I asked them what they thought about this particular competitor of ours. And they thought they were great. And that told me right away that they had not been monitoring them at all. Mm-hmm. And in one case, as I made one of their testimonial clients, that was on their webpage where he had not tweeted for them in seven months. Wow. Seven months. And this is a major player where we live in the Metroplex down here in Texas. Major player. I mean, he spends $30,000 a month on just advertising marketing. Mm. So to your point, the answer is yes, so many people do that. Now, the second thing that goes to my mind is me with a client this morning as I was sharing with her. We find the most success that we have with our clients, meaning we're hitting all the metrics I would want to hit to beat the competitors out there, is we meet at least once a month, 10 days before the beginning of the next next month. So we have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. So that's the next thing. We, we, we want to force that because at the end of the day, we want to be great. Yeah, it's about making money too, but we want to be great. We cannot be great unless we're working together. We see ourselves, whenever I'm doing a sales pitch, I always share, and we, we see ourselves as managers, as your host, hostess, as your employee. And we've got to understand your operation and culture as well, too. So, yes, I find a lot of um, clients that are like that, and understandably so. You know, they got a lot of work on their plate, right, mm-hmm. without question. Um, but we find it's best when we can meet with them, you know, anywhere from 10 days out before the next month starts so we're on the same page. We have a plan going to the next month. So that's my answer to you. But most of them trust us. They're not monitoring and nickel and dime you 
through the month, usually we're getting nickel and dimed, usually the first month, yeah. and asking questions. And after that, they trust us because we're also building that relationship yeah. once a month, whether it's on the phone or meeting them face-to-face. I mean, the point that I'm trying to make is that you can clearly do social media on your own, and it takes a lot yep. of work, and there's a lot of resources out there. And I'll give a shout-out to our past guest, uh, Karen Rosenswag, who wrote Simple Social Media Marketing a Restaurant in 30 Minutes. I mean, she teaches you how to do it by yourself. And, uh, you know, when I first thought of outsourcing social media, I was, I was afraid of it because I knew mm-hmm. from what I learned that it's all about being yourself and being transparent and opening the window in. So how can you have somebody on the outside do that for you? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I mean, you can do that on your own, but when you team up with somebody who's a specialist and, yep. and can impart on you the knowledge to, to utilize social media, this marketing tool, to its maximum capacity, to its fullest potential, then it's a totally different game. And uh, I think that's the way you need to think of social media, outsourcing social media. I mean, you're not completely outsourcing it, but you're teaming up with a specialist, t- almost like taking them on as a team member. I mean, would you say that's a good analogy? Yeah, the team member piece is really important to understand that without question, without question. Um, the one, yeah, I would also agree with you that folks definitely can do it in-house yeah. without question. Few among them out there in the independent restaurant space, if they're focusing on their guests that are coming through the doors or on deliveries, they're going to be able to send over 400 tweets a month that are targeted to individuals and creators, and that's what we do. With that said, is definitely do it in-house if you can. You mm-hmm. have the resources to do it day in and day out. Without question. And I also would like to add on, people ask me regular seminars, how many tweets should I be sending? I said, man, if you send one, <laughs> you start building a relationship with one guest a day. That's 365 yeah. guests a year. And how many guests do they, potential guests do they know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you definitely don't need to hire a social media vendor. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, while we, we have you, we, we got a few more minutes left. I just kind of want to, I mean, I'm going to jump around your website right now. We're doing this live, uh, not live, but, uh, this is, like I said, we're kind of shooting from the hip just because yeah. I, I wasn't worried about having Jim on the show. Let me just pick up one of the, uh, you have your what we do kind of flows here. So do you have a computer in front of you by any chance? I do, believe it or not. Yes, sir. All right. So Jim and I are right now, we're both looking at the same like infographic he has on his website. And it's going to kind of walk us through what exactly his service, hospitalityfan.com provides. So... I'll let you take it from here, Jim. Why don't you kind of paint the scenario of what's happening on this yep. infographic? Sure, sure. I'm, and I'm going to Twitter, example number one, bottom left, sir. Uh, yep. Cool, cool. Okay, so what we're doing on Twitter every single day is seeking out conversations within the trade area of the independent restaurants on uh, round conversations that would be about menu items or celebrations like birthdays, anniversaries that would be had at your independent restaurant. So in this particular example on Twitter, this is the actual example from Twitter. It's on my account manager, search for people in the restaurant client trade area, discovers guests that had ate at a competitor's restaurant before. So one of my key questions to all new clients is, if somebody wasn't going to eat at your restaurant today, where would they eat? Now, it wouldn't feel very good to walk down to your competitor and grab a guest. I'd be, I'd be kind of scared to do that. But in the world of Twitter, it's all publicly available data. So we're regularly looking at competitors on Twitter's um, streams to grab guests to come over. So the guest had checked in via social media and mentioned above, best lunch I've ever had. This is at a competitor's, about happy hour. And so my, my account manager asked, where did you get your sushi fix? And they mentioned it. And then my person re- re- reached back to them and said, we would love to have you girls to follow us on Twitter, come in and try a sushi roll on us. 
free. Mm-hmm. So every client that we have, by the way, we always ask them to allow us to give away something free to entice the guests to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next step, the guest responded to the account manager on Twitter and committed to coming in that same night, which means more dollars, and, and we confirmed that they came in via Twitter as well, too. Okay. okay. So there's some follow-up there as well, too. We're doing this on a regular basis. We're even making reservations via Twitter on a regular basis with our clients that take reservations. We're yeah. selling ice cream in St. Louis <laughs> with an ice cream shop that's not even opened yet. You know, and, and just to declare this up, if you guys at home are interested in seeing this infographic, I'll put it in the show notes. So just go to Restaurant Unstoppable slash 105, and you'll find the, the infographic right there for your convenience to kind of listen to this and see what we're talking about. And, uh, I mean, what I'm gathering from this is that it's very important to listen, and that's half the battle with social media. Would you agree to that i would say that's 99 <laughs> yeah okay that's a, um, that's a, that's the opportunity out there but i mean it's hard for us as owners or as managers to take the time to get away from our guests to do this listening um and that's oh, where yeah. i feel like that's where ha- outsourcing just to be somebody who listens to be the ears in social media and to, to filter for opportunities like this that we don't always have the opportunity to do because we're busy doing things like training working on menus uh, you know there's always something yep. keeping us busy inside the restaurant so right. um, I mean that's where I see the value in outsourcing and you guys this is coming from a guy who like seriously three months ago was like all like about not outsourcing and then I did some research because I just wanted to because I was afraid of losing that identity and um, but yep. I mean when done right it can be powerful Powerful. I just want to make sure you guys exactly. understand that. These were the, the biggest things that I wanted to talk about today, Jim. I mean, is there anything that you would like to maybe point out or you think is of value before we wrap it up? Okay. So, sum up like your big driving home point. Okay. Yeah, I believe the, the number one thing to consider is this. From my point of view and what I've seen since I've owned this business, there's no powerful, more powerful tool in the world social media than Twitter mm-hmm. and here, for the independent restaurateur. And here's the reason. It's only true social media platform in the world. If you think about it, when you post on Facebook, you post, now i got to wait for people to reply. On Twitter, I can reach out to anybody out there. Mm. It's like a cocktail party. I can reach out to our competitors, mm-hmm. guests. I can reach out to the Convention Visitor Bureau where people are visiting in town and engage with them to get them to come over to our client's restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. You can't do that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on Pinterest, really. You can't do that on Yelp. Okay? I mean, the, the only thing I can think of that's even close is email. But even then, like, you have to get the email. Where with Twitter, yeah, you not, search. Yeah, so, you know, the majority of our clients that are still doing the email, here's my two cents to them. Think about it. The relationship that we're able to build, we, meaning you as a restaurateur and us online, how much return will be there be as a result of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Compared to email. Now, when I send an email out on your behalf, a high email open rate is 25%. And you still don't know if you're going to be coming in mm-hmm. and how many people read it, right? Yeah. Majority of our clients are running, and we don't run their emails, but I've asked them. Their open rates are somewhere around 5 to 15%. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're spending anywhere from $60 a month on constant contact to 350 with um, by outsourcing their email mm-hmm. marketing. So I've always been built to drive sales via building relationships one-on-one with individuals that have influence in the community to bring down more people. And that's exactly what we're doing on social media. As you know, how did you and I meet? How did I get in contact with you? 
uh, Twitter was definitely a big part of that. Uh, I mean, the, I found you, um, through connecting with somebody, uh, I mean, this is kind of off topic, I guess, but Steven, uh, uh, what's his, how do you say his last name? Wozner? Steven Wozner. Yeah. Wozner. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's just the power of taking the chance to connect with somebody who you are, you know, passionate about, or not passionate, but, but resonate with a message. I heard his interview on Entrepreneur on Fire, but anyway, he connected me with you because he was, you know, he thought, saw what I was doing and thought that I'd be a great person to connect with you and uh yep. lo and behold that we connected over twitter and started talking and yep. uh long story short here we are today but yeah <laughs> yeah so i have to share that story because here's my point is i had no idea about you mm-hmm. i need to tell you that before we well, had our okay. first conversation right <laughs> but we built a relationship with Stephen wesner um via twitter yep. months ago we're talking like a year ago yeah um, all that did is support every YouTube video he ever posted, every seminar that he was setting up, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And from there, my relationship with him grew. I've never talked to him on the phone, ever. He introduced us to a client up in Wisconsin that now we're just picking up his six restaurants up there. He has three different concepts up there. Mm-hmm. That's just from a relationship on Twitter. And then as a result of that relationship and me giving back to Stephen just via Twitter, he introduced me to you. Mm-hmm. This relationship would have never happened. This podcast would have never happened had we not established that initial context between ourselves and Stephen in the past, right? Yeah. So That's I could so have true. just sent him an email and said, hey, great YouTube video, or I could have started engaging with him online. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. No, it does make sense. And maybe we can get you back on the show if you're willing to kind of talk more about the strategic things you can do and tactics sure. for those who maybe want to invest in outsourcing one day but just don't have the capital there yet. You could do some of this on your own. And uh, But, I mean, before we wrap up, Jim, I would just love for you to share a story of a time where you had a, a, you know, a client approach you and they were kind of in shambles with their social media and what you guys did for them and how you turned it around and how they're doing today because of your services. Sure, sure, sure. So we have a, a I mean, just meeting with them this morning as I come to my mind, and um, there's a six-unit chain down here. Um, initially, when they started with us, they want to do all six locations with us. I asked them how their operations are going. Bottom line, they had two restaurants that weren't really up, operational up to standard, so we only took on four restaurants. Remember, a couple of minutes ago, I was sharing with you, there's a direct correlation between what we can do in social media and the strength of your operations. Mm-hmm. We're just one layer on part of that. So with that said, um, the game plan was to do four restaurants for six months. They decided we were making such a difference for them after three months. And their CFO actually did analysis on the difference we were making. And he figured our run rate was for every million dollars of sales they're doing, we are bringing an additional $20,000 that he could point his finger to by the difference that we were making on Twitter and Facebook for the four restaurants we started off with. Now, that's just what he could point his finger to. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were to bring you in, Eric, and maybe your mom or something like that via Twitter, remember, it's not the only time you're going to eat here this year, but you'd be coming in again and mm-hmm. again and again, right? Yeah. So that's a major, major impact we made with him. He had been on Facebook for quite some time. Um, we just shared with him a report at the end of the year, and their Facebook engagement is off the charts. Um, and then organic likes are up 30%. They went from something like, yeah, 1,500 to 2,100 likes. We never paid for a like. It's just totally driven by engagement. Wow. Yeah, it's so Didn't powerful. do anything different than in the restaurants, okay? Now, so that, that, that's the answer. That's what's uh, on the top of mind. That's awesome. I mean, I have to ask before we wrap up, uh, it sounds like you kind of show people the way when you're working with them. Uh, I mean, you are a very valuable tool for listening, but have you had a circumstance where you people learn enough from you 
that they feel like they can do it on their own? Is that something that happens, or is that – You know, in the back of my mind, that's insecurity sometimes, right? You know, <laughs> but I do share as much as possible because what's really important is that there's a really, um, I would say, a lack of knowledge about what social media is about. It's important for me to educate them, make sure they're aware of it about yeah. them, always educating. Now, I don't always share with them the how-to without question, um, and that's a whole nother story. You know, our ability to target 85% and engage mm-hmm. with folks on Twitter, I mean, my folks go literally through a one month of training before they go onto their own account on Twitter. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, and, you know, we have a training program in place. I'd be pretty hard-pressed to find somebody who could do what, we, what we're doing, no matter how much I educate them, without them getting their hands dirty. Mm, awesome. I mean, I, I've asked all the questions, or, I mean, I've said everything I want to say, and this was... I think a pretty successful interview considering that we kind of just shot from the hip of uh, a lot of value packed in what you gave us. And uh, I mean, I guess this is where I give you an opportunity to give us one final plug about, you know, what you can do or, for a restaurant and how we can connect with you. Well, let me share with you how to connect with us. If you can go out to my website, hospitalityfan.com or just give me a call on the owner. Um, at 214-909-1487. We're all over the country. Yeah, I don't want to make a plug for us, but I want to share some more knowledge for folks out there listening. That, hey, number one is you're very capable of doing social media. Like I said to you, it's not about the technology. It's about what you do every single day in your restaurants. about building engagement. Do not hand it over to just a young kid because they know the technology. Mm-hmm. Just think about this. You have mayors that are online mayors of your cities online, all the way down to 16-year-old boys and girls using different types of languages. You do not want to have a 15- or 16-year-old representing your restaurant, your brand, just because they know it's technology. So just keep that in mind when you're delegating social media internally or you're looking at a vendor. When you're picking a vendor, all this information that we're doing day in, day out for our clients is publicly available. Make sure that you not just call up the testimonial like I did with that mm-hmm. one client I was talking about, because he might not even be aware of what's happening. Look at the accounts and see what's happening. Yep. So that's what I have to share, sir. Awesome. Great stuff. And, uh, I mean, you are always welcome back. Maybe you can be our go-to for Twitter, uh, for restaurant Twitter advice, if, if you're okay with that. But uh, thank cool. you so much for coming and taking the time to be a guest in the show and to talk to us about what's happening out there with social media today. Uh, you are truly unstoppable, and you are much appreciated as a guest. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate you, and best of luck. Continue luck. It looks thank like you're jamming. All right. Thank you so much. Until next time. Well, there you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Jim was an incredible guest. Uh, If you are considering outsourcing your social media, just really consider what we talked about today and know that if you are going to outsource your social media, you're not getting rid of that as a responsibility. If anything, you you need to think of it as gaining somebody on your team who's almost going to act like an accountability partner and hold you to what you need to do to get the job done right. And they're going to help you along the way and do a lot of the uh, things you don't have time to do, but by no means does it mean, you know, if if you want to do it right, does it mean that you're going to just lose this as a responsibility? So I think that's probably the biggest thing that you need to take away from today's episode. And if you are interested in outsourcing your social media, or should I say, taking your social media to the next level, do reach out to Jim. He's a great guy, awesome, genuine dude. You can tell from the interview, uh, and he's really passionate about what he does. So uh, check him out. Again, his website, 
hospitalityfan.com and let them know Eric Cacciatore from Restaurant Unstoppable sent you. Alright guys, that's all I have for you today. Keep those 5 star reviews and iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. I do appreciate them and never hesitate to shoot me an email with some ideas for guests on the show. It's eric at restaurantunstoppable.com Until next time, peace out.